Hey guys, summer's finally here, so while you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the games? Whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere, no hassle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Maybe you want to drop a future bet on next year's NBA champion or to back your favorite player to win the Heisman Trophy. My bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer, and what's more fun than winning money while watching sports? Visit mybookie.ag today, and if you deposit with promo code CHAOS, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code CHAOS, C H A O S. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, welcome to a show all about the worst baseball team in America. Yep, the Baltimore Orioles. God bless you. For tuning in and tuning into the Orioles. We're going to get through this. I remind you every week, we are going to get through this together. It's going to be worth it, this rebuild. But my God, I'm close to tapping out because I don't want to play anymore. This is rough, man. And, and I'll still tune into the Orioles. I don't know why. <laughs> because we love them. The Orioles are on the West Coast right now. Games go until about 1 o'clock in the morning. If you're one of the few fans staying up past midnight watching a team whose record is almost 40 games under 500, you are an absolute extreme fanatic. Or you have a sports addiction and need help. Either way, we all have something in common. We all love the Orioles. We're trying to get through it. We want to cheer them on. We want to give them support. But boy, oh boy, this is brutal. So I needed something or someone to help me step off the ledge a little bit, you know, try to shine the brightness in my eyes and let let me know things are going to be okay. So I decided to have Paul Valley from Utah Street Report. He also has a show called The Payoff Pitch. Decided to have him call in because the guy knows his shit. Talks about the Orioles, writes about the Orioles. He also talks about what's happening down in the minor league system, who's coming up, who to watch out for. I mean, the guy is very informative. And he kind of shined the light in my eyes to uh, a couple things and put things in perspective to help me step back off the ledge just a little bit. It was a great call. He's a great guy. Excellent energy. The kind of energy I love having on this show. I mean, we talk about everything from Manny Machado to the unwritten rules in baseball, which I've been talking about past couple weeks. Umpires, uh, the Orioles rebuild, when they might start being competitive. Because that question I know is on everybody's mind. It's been on everybody's mind since the beginning of last year. So, again, Paul breaks that down, and then we learn a little bit more about Paul. As you know, people who call into the show, I ask them some random questions, not all about sports and baseball, and Paul was very honest with all the questions. It was great, and when he gets to the part where he talks about fashion, (laughs) of what not to do, I need you to all write that down because he makes an excellent point when it comes to fashion. Yeah, that's what happens sometimes on the show. We talk baseball, sports, and then fashion. So let's bring him on, Paul, from Utah Street Report and Payoff Pitch. You can reach him at Paul Valley the Third. This was a fantastic episode. It was a lot of fun having Paul Valley on the show. Let's bring him on. Here we go. All right, Paul, before we get into this shit show we call the Orioles, I wanted to get your opinion on something uh, that I ended the show with last week and the week before, unwritten rules in baseball. Uh, You may have heard a couple weeks ago, a minor league game, it was the Thunder versus the Goats. 
I love minor league team names. But there is a ninth. There is a, a no hitter going into the ninth inning. The other team bunted to get a base hit. Both benches cleared. Fight started. Um, so I was curious if you think that's Bush League baseball. It's one of the unwritten rules. You don't bunt when there's a no hitter in the ninth. Or are you someone who feels, look, you play to win the game? Okay, so I'm old school when it comes to baseball, too. I, I joke a lot on the show about how I'm like John Smoltz when it comes to state for metrics <laughs> and stuff like that. So, right. so I'm, right, I'm right there with you. Now, here's the thing. Frederick Keys were down in a game earlier this year, 5 to nothing in the ninth inning, and they were being no hit. Hmm. And they ended up scoring six runs in that ninth inning and winning the ball game on a on a Jean Encarnacion three run homer. Yeah. I think it may have been a grand slam. Right. They ended up winning that game and they were being no hit into the ninth inning. That minor league ball game was three to nothing when that guy laid down the bunt. Now, granted, the guy was hit like one eighty six or something like that, not having a good year. Lays down the bunt. They ended up not scoring. It was the only hit in the game. But I understand. Now, if it was eight nothing, yeah, I think that's Bushley. But it's three nothing, and we've already seen. It in our own or within Baltimore's own organization, that it's the game's not over till it's over. You gotta get all twenty-seven out. So I sure. understand it. If it was me, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I get it. Are there any unwritten rules that you feel should be followed one hundred percent of the time? Like a popular one that I've noticed is if you have a large lead, you don't steal, and vice versa. If you're the opposing team and you're down by a lot, you just don't steal bases. A little, a little bit of background here. I still play in a men's 30 and over wooden bat baseball league on Wednesdays and uh, Sundays. Oh, okay. And if I'm, on, if I'm on base and my team's up big or I'm in the field and my team's down big, I won't steal a base. And if somebody steals a base, I let the other team know that, that I think that, that that's crap. If you're up by five runs or more, you shouldn't be stealing a bag. I don't care what part of the game it is. You should not be stealing a bag. Uh, that, 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 is, that is one that gets to me. I like it. I like it. So you, so you're one of those guys that let that the other team know if they're playing bush league, you speak up. I'm pretty pretty well known in my leagues for being a guy who's not afraid to speak as much. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of a hothead out there. So you're competitive. I play to, I play to win, man. I I think that anybody that's into sports is a, is a pretty competitive person. So I've been known to get heated a uh, time or two. I've, I've been known to rip a shirt or two out on the basketball court. So yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, I golf, I golf a lot, and I always say right before I go out on the course, I say, you know what? I'm just gonna have fun, no matter what kind of day it is. I can't help it. Couple bad shots in, there I am throwing clubs again. It's ridiculous. So I, I hear you, man. I've lost golf clubs in trees. I've broken them over my knee. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, moving on from that, one thing that's come up. Uh, I guess you could say it's Orioles related. We all know Manny Machado's coming into town June 25th. I'm pretty sure that's the date. I think that's and right. 26. So yeah, I'll be at both games. Yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to that game. That's going to be interesting. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. I again, I brought this up a couple weeks ago on the show, and, and again, emails that were coming in being like, "I can't wait to boo him," which caught me off guard. Look, I, I know fans are always going to find reasons to boo players that aren't on the Orioles. I guess I get it. But with Manny Machado, from what he did for the Orioles and everything, he comes into Baltimore. Are you going to be one of the guys to boo him, or are you going to stand up and cheer? Absolutely going to stand up and cheer. I'm going to be wearing all my Manny gear when I go to these games. The thing about this is what are you booing him for? The Orioles didn't approach him for three right. years about an extension. They were never, they were never going to give him $300 million. All the stuff he did. Now, we remember, you know, the fight with Jordan, uh, with Jordano Ventura. Yeah. Uh, we remember the bat toss at Josh Donaldson. So right. I get that. But that was years ago. And then you look at it now, the stuff that he did in the postseason, stepping on Aguilar's uh, 
ankle and all and all the Bush <clears throat> League stuff that people say he did. Mm-hmm. He's playing for the Dodgers. If you have a personal great for that, that's fine. But right. why does that matter to anybody in Baltimore? I hear. I think what they're responding to, and I agree with you so far, one hundred and ten percent. I think what they're responding about, from what I'm hearing and seeing people on Twitter, I guess they have to do with the, the comments he made towards the Orioles organization. He kept saying Baltimore, so I guess I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when he said that. You know, I, I don't feel respected, and I don't get the the fan uproar about that either because that wasn't directed at the city of Baltimore or right. the fans. Right. It was directed at a, at a fairly dysfunctional organization mm-hmm. that made no attempt to go re-sign him and basically made him feel like he wasn't wanted. Yeah. So that had nothing to do with the fans of the city. It had everything to do with ownership mm-hmm. on down. So like getting upset about that, that wasn't about you and you're making it about you. That's eight. Hey, so far, we're on the same page. I like it. Now, when, when Manny comes to the stadium, do you think it's going to be 50-50? Or do you think it'll be a majority cheering for him? Because I know you see a lot of people out there talking about booing as well, I'm sure. Nobody I know. Yeah. But um, I think that the smart Orioles fan is going to sit there and cheer for him. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to say 65-35. You're going to hear the fair share of booze, but I think more so than anything, you're going to hear cheers for the guy. Yeah, now I'm very glad you used the word smart fan or the two words smart fan because I try to have debates with people and they just call me crazy. So I'm glad you coming on, you used the word smart fan. There you have it. I'm just going to leave it at that for the people tuning in who have been arguing with me about whether or not to boo when Manny gets here. I just feel fans need to relax. They need some therapy, maybe a glass of wine, and just relax people need to chill out yes so manny uh, he was also in the news too because uh, with the umpires they gave him um one game suspension he threw threw a tantrum i mean he's been doing that his whole career did you see about the um mlb umpire association their twitter post the other day i think it was today actually I i thought that was completely inappropriate yeah and unprofessional i agree i thought that was totally totally unprofessional and it just shows that they have it out for this one particular player. So mm-hmm. now he's got to watch his step every game because they have it out for him. And, you know, and how is he supposed to, to go out there and play his game knowing in the back of his mind that he's probably not – that the borderline calls that could go his way yeah. are probably going to work against him now because these umpires don't care for him. Oh, yeah, he's a target right now. And, and that's a shame because I'm, I'm one of the guys who feel that umpires should not call – strikes and balls anymore because I've always said they have like the uh, mafia mentality. I saw someone post saying umpires view themselves as some kind of law enforcement officers that command the utmost respect. And I I thought that hit the nail on the head. Do you agree with, look, knock it off with them calling balls and strikes because they blow it a lot of times. I'm so back and forth on this issue, man. Um, I think guys like Angel Hernandez have no business being being an umpire in this league anymore. I mean, he is egregiously bad year in and year out. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of taking the human element out of the game. Mm. You know, now you're still going to have your base umpires, and I get that. But if you're having a robotic mm. strike zone, what's next? No, I mean, I think you just made a good point there because I'm 100% on board for getting the umpires out of there. Stop calling balls and strikes. I think it's the most important call in any sport out there. And I just see how many times they blow that call. But that was a good question when you said, if they do, what's next? But don't you think we're kind of in a, in a uh, time where everybody's kind of like waiting on, well, what's next? How to make the game better? Or are you still 
You still feel, you know, well, keep, keep the human element going. Let's at least hold on to that for now. The game's beautiful the way it is, right? Right. It, it's been played this way for 150 years. Mm-hmm. I see the commissioner's office trying to make all these changes with making a reliever have to face have to face three three batters starting next year. I think that's ridiculous. A pitch clock, uh, you know, not having to throw. I get some of these things like not having to throw four balls for an intentional walk. Right. But right. There, there are certain things. It's like leave the game alone. If they if they go to a robotic umpiring uh, behind the plate to call balls and strikes. I'm sure I'll get on board with it, but right now I don't feel it's necessary. All right. Well, I think one of the reasons, I'm just going to say this and and, uh, we can move on from this, but I think, I don't know if baseball will ever go to that because I think they, in a way, behind closed doors, love the drama. I mean, the drama is going to come from letting the kids play and the bat flips from the home runs and the fist (laughs) pumping from the pitches on a big The dramatics are always going to be there. I, I, I... I don't know how much that plays into it, but ultimately it is an entertainment business, right? right? So sure. I, I, I get where you're, where you're coming from there. Right. All right. Now, let's. Um, I tried to stall as long as I could uh, <laughs> talking about the Orioles. Are you, born, are you born and raised in Baltimore? Are you a Baltimore guy? I'm a Baltimore guy. I've lived in Harford County my entire life. Nice. With the exception of 18, 18 months that I lived in Towson, but that's close enough. <laughs> okay. So you bet your, your Orioles, Ravens, uh, are you Caps? Yeah. Caps fan? Um, I've tried to get into hockey. Playoff hockey's where it's at. I haven't been able yeah. to get into the regular season because it's a different pace for oh, me. Oh, man, you're but not kidding. If, yeah. I, if, if, I, if I like a hockey team, it's the Caps. I actually can see my Caps shirt from right here. I went out and bought one this past season. Yeah, there's definitely nothing like playoff hockey. It, it's extremely fun to watch. Now, even though you understand there's a rebuild, this is not a good team, talking about the Orioles, when you watch the games, do you still find yourself yelling and cursing at the TV? It's so funny because I was going into the grocery store today and I was trying to keep myself busy during a game that I fully expected them to lose 12-2. to two. <laughs> They lost 8-3, to three, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. I was going to say close, and close. It, yeah, and they were in it till the sixth inning, which yeah. is usually the way it goes. That's days. been doing that all, um, se- all and, season it's been doing that. And then you see in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, they lose by 12. Yeah, they gave up eight runs in those last in three of the last four innings. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was, it was was bad. Yeah. Um, I'm walking into the grocery store and I'm watching the live game cast on my phone as I'm walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> and I actually stopped and thought to myself, this team is 21 and 52. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> and oh. I, I can't, I can't stop. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I feel like we're at like in an AA meeting. Like, Hey, I got your back the other night. I, I, it's, it's 1145 at night. I, I, I got to work the next day. And I'm watching a West Coast game. We're losing six to two. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and I, you know, man, there was a, there was a few games last week that the Orioles just absolutely got shellacked, and we're used to that, right? And I came home from work, and my girlfriend, uh, a lot of people may know her at Laura Trags. Um, I come home, she's laying in my bed, and the Orioles are down thirteen to two or some ridiculous <laughs> score like that, and she's still watching the game. <laughs> so at least I found a woman riding this this out with. God love her, man. My wife, you know, she she's a diehard sports fan, has Raven tickets, Oriole tickets, but I don't know, man. She 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 jumped ship. So I'm kind of on my own. So you, you got you got some support over there, man. God bless her. She's actually out in Seattle visiting her best friend right now, and they're going to go to an Orioles Mariners game. So Whoa. that that shows her uh, dedication to the team. Good for her. Not too many people these days will go cross country to watch the Orioles. So again, good for her. Um, did you think? This team was going to be this bad, even though you knew a rebuild was coming? Last year, they were historically bad, right? Right. So, 
I thought that just because of history itself, I mean, they, it's the old adage. You, a baseball team can fall out of bed, win 50 games, lose 50 games, and then you see what happens in the other 62. This team is going to be lucky if they get to 50 wins. And now it's a race against last year's team to not lose 115 games. And I remember, I think it was um, Joel Sherman, like if that's if that's his uh, name correctly, on MLB Network said he thought mm-hmm. that this team, before the season started, before spring training started, he said this team's going to lose 120 games. And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous because it's historically bad. And he may not be far off. Um, I didn't expect him to be this bad. I expected him to be bad, but they don't really have a ton of major league talent, man, and they don't have it at the upper levels either. It's it's Trey Mancini and uh, Trey Mancini, Dylan Bundy, and John Means, and then a bunch of other guys who aren't going to be there in two years. Yeah, that that that's it. A bunch of other guys. Do you think this rebuild? Not like when this first started going in, people said we're thinking maybe two, three. I said four years. How long do you think this rebuild is going to be? I'm cautiously optimistic about this team because, A, they got Adley Rutschman, and that's going to improve the entire farm system just based on how he calls a game and the impact he has on the pitching staff. And he's he's so far from everything we see and hear, he's a transcending talent. Um, him, along with that Delmarva Shorebird uh, rotation, along with Blaine Knight of Frederick and, and you know Zach Louther and Keegan Aiken, these guys, right. maybe not so much Keegan Aiken, but – these guys are going to be reaching the major league level along with Adley Rutschman at the same time. We're talking 2021, 2022. Okay. For me, I think that we, I think that, that the Orioles get back to playing competitive baseball by 2021, and I think that they're in it in 2022. Wow. Now, is that is that drinking the orange Kool Aid? Maybe, but I see a lot of these players that they have in their minor league system and. People don't rate them very highly, but they have some guys down there, and you're looking at Grayson Rodriguez and Drew Rahm and Blaine Knight, and you can see legitimate talent that could be coming up in the next two to three years. And I, I have faith in the system. I have faith in the new regime that took over, and I fully believe that you know the talent is coming, and it will be talent. We've seen it all before when we heard about Arietta and Maddich and Tillman and all those guys, and it didn't pan out. I believe that with this regime, these guys in place, this talent will pan out. I don't think you're drinking the uh, orange Kool-Aid right there, man, because you just hit a lot of uh, spot reasons of, for your explanation. So I think you back it up. Now, if you told me something like World Series champs 2023, I'd be like, all right, slow down a little bit. But I, 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 that, that was a, a pretty good explanation right there of why they're going to be competitive in 2021. So yeah. and I, I think this team will be vastly improved by 2021 and then we'll start to see contention you know 2022 2023 well here's the hoping we see competitive baseball by 20 whatever we just need it here in baltimore soon uh hey you and i were both at the draft party at jimmy seafood which i was really impressed with their food that was the first time i've ever been there i don't is that the first time you've ever been there only the second time i've been there but i've been impressed both times so i'll be there more often yeah definitely good stuff and uh, we got to sit there. We saw him draft Adley Rushman, and, and I'm going to bring this up since you just brought it up. People are panicking a little bit because they're like, well, wait a minute. Adley hasn't signed yet. What's going on? But this is kind of like the normal routine, the process of, of how this works with trying to figure out money these days. So there's nothing right. to panic about, right? Right, Paul? Right? <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's nothing to panic about. It's, it, it's barely been two weeks. Yeah. since he got drafted. Now, I mean, if this was the NFL, you know, you look at Miles Boykin, who got drafted by the Ravens, he still hasn't signed, and that, yeah. that draft happened, you know, 
over two months ago. Yeah, that's so. Concerning. It's one of those things where you gotta you, you gotta sit back and relax. Uh, these things take time. He'll sign eventually. He's got all these things he's dealing with right now. All these awards, all these things he's dealing with, like all getting all these accolades and awards are like a burden on him. But I mean, the guy's gonna sign. So Adley, obviously, we're all very excited to see him come up. Uh, what would you say? We're probably going to see him if everything goes well with signing him. I mean, the rumors are maybe mid next year. Is that is that too crazy? I think that's a little a little bit of wishful thinking. He may be ready, All right? Um, but I think that the, that the earliest you see Adley Rutschman is a September call up next year. Um, you, ha- you have to think about the service clock. You have to think about the fact that the team won't be that competitive. So what's the point? Right. Um, right. You know what I mean? And, I'm I'm inclined to believe I, I thought that there was no way that he started anywhere lower than Delmarva or even Frederick once he signs his first contract this year. Now I think he could start at Aberdeen just to get his feet under him and then start out at Frederick and move up to Bowie pretty quickly. I think that Elias and company really want these young prospects to spend the majority of a full season at each level. And I think Adley Rutschman will be a different case because he'll be too good to leave him down there. But I don't foresee him making any kind of a splash at the major league level until 2021. Are we going to see Chan Cisco speaking of catchers? Is he going to be in the future? What's going on with him? I mean, if his, if his oh, bat man. still stays average, I don't think we'll see him. I, um, I, we talked about this on my show today, and I just I don't think there's a spot for him. I think Pedro Severino has that catching position locked down, especially once Rutschman gets here, unless they trade him. Unless there's a market for Pedro Severino, I don't see how with, with Cisco's arm and his glove behind the dish, mm-hmm. I don't think his bat is special enough to warrant giving him a full-time shot a at point. even being the backup catcher. Yeah. You know, and, and, he's, and the bat's not good enough to find him another position. From what, from what I've seen, you can, take a, you can look at a ton of guys who are great minor league hitters who don't pay. I mean, Joey Rickard was a great minor league hitter, and we saw what he can do at the major league level. Uh, to me, Cisco's just not special enough of a player to worry about where you're going to play him in the future. That's a good point. I, and it's funny about Pedro because Nat fans were dying to get rid of him. And they laughed when they heard we picked him up. And now here he is. He might be part of the future. So it's funny how that happens. I, I think he's got the inside track of being that backup once Adley gets here. I think that Cisco's days are numbered as far as his catching career is concerned, at least in Baltimore. Uh, speaking of bad hitting, we got Chris Davis. Uh, of course, not many. He's not being talked about as if the Orioles were competing for the playoffs, obviously. But if you had to bet on it, what happens to him either this year or next year? Are we just going to see him for the next few years till his contract runs out? Well, I mean, Chris Davis, that poor son of a bitch. I mean, you look at that guy, and he can't get regular playing time on the worst team in baseball what does that say about how far he's dropped off in his career i i firmly believe that he may be done after this year I mean, I, he, not he's gonna... just got the yips i mean there's been experts who've been following baseball for 50 years who are getting interviewed and they just shrug their shoulders and go i don't know uh next question please i just think he's got the yips that's it i think so too it's it, it, he had that nice two or three week stretch, and then you saw the at bats coming back where he's watching fastballs down the middle, swinging a junk in the dirt, yeah. like he has no idea what's coming. And it's like, oh my god, here we go again. And sure enough, that's what happened, and he fell off a cliff again. It just for me, it's like if you're not playing him anyway, if what you're getting out of him doesn't warrant, you know, playing him, you might as well pay him to go away. Yeah, in my opinion, last 15 games, four for 43. It's. I mean, and at this point, I don't even. I don't. I. 
at the beginning of the year, I felt bad for him. Last year, I was angry at him. This year, I felt bad for him. Now, I'm so completely indifferent to the guy. It's like, stay, go. I don't care. Like, what, what, what's it matter at this point? I, I don't think he's, he's here in two years. I think that, that he's lucky if he is here at any point next year. I think they cut bait in the offseason. At least I know I would, but I'm not running the Major League Ball Club. Right. And Elias, obviously, I like how his mood is everyone, you know, every, hey, everyone, just relax. There's no rush. We're good. You know, he's kind of like, everything's going to be fine. Uh, one thing I did want you to explain out there about how this rebuild is going to shake out, because there are a lot of people out there, they understand there's a rebuild, but they don't completely understand the blueprint of the rebuild. Just a little breakdown of how all this is going to work. Well, they have the international uh, signing period that starts July 2nd. Right. Uh, he said that the Orioles are going to be more active than they've ever been. Uh, we've been seeing them trade that bonus slot money for players in the last few months, basically for over the last year. And he said that you're not going to see that once this, this uh, signing period starts. I think they're going to have a big footprint internationally. They yeah. have to hit in the draft. Yeah. And they have, to, they have to get some of these players in their minor league systems who are either supposed to be good or that nobody knows about, and they have to turn them into quality big league players. Yeah. That's how they're going to do it. And then once they have enough of those guys on the big league roster, that's when they go out and start signing the free agents, start making the trades for marquee players, and start you know, doing the things that a, that a contending team does. Until then, it's building up the prospects that you already have, obtaining all the international prospects you can, and hitting in the draft. We're talking five hundred, close to four or five hundred games worth of bad, bad baseball that people have to sit through. Who wants to do that? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I appreciate the breakdown. Yeah, we're just gonna have to be patient as Oriole fans. Hopefully, they do get their shit together. They get the ship moving, and all the pieces to the puzzle go exactly where they need to be. Uh, now, before we get to the random questions, which is coming up here in just a minute. I know this probably shook you up like it shook me up when you heard that rumor of Vegas buying the Orioles and the article I was reading, uh, actually, <laughs> the one I was reading lately used your Twitter post as an example of how angry the Orioles fans would be uh, if they moved. Awfulannouncing.com, have you ever heard of them? Um, I've heard of them. I thought you were talking about an article on Utah Street Report. I didn't see the article on awfulannouncing.com. I've, I've heard of them, but I didn't know that my tweets were in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, your tweets are all over there. <laughs> so they just kept using your tweets and posts. I mean, that had to scare the shit out of you like it scared the shit out of me. All right. Well, so for those who aren't familiar with the talks, and I don't know how you're not, but maybe you aren't, um, Bruce Cunningham had his personal lawyer on 1057 The Fan five, six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and the guy, I heard that. The guy basically said that he, he there's uh, an anonymous bid for the Orioles for like $3 billion and that that person wants to move the Orioles to Vegas. He had no sources for this. He said it was anonymous, so you can't really, you don't really know how credible this guy is, and I'm sure Bruce got in a lot of trouble for it. And uh, Chuck Sapienza from 105.7 The Fan was tweeting out apologies left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was nervous because, you know, it's not far-fetched, and you've seen teams relocate as recently as 2005 right into our backyard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Do this, you and I do this because we're Orioles fans, right? I, I don't hide that fact. Sure. So when I hear that the team I've grown up loving my entire life could move away, especially in Baltimore after losing the Colts, you get scared, sure. you know. And it's 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 one of those things where cooler has prevailed for me because you realize 
there is absolutely no way that Camden Yards is going to be empty. Aside from that game against the White Sox back in 2015, there's no way that baseball will not be played at Camden Yards at the major league level. It's impossible. It's, it's a gem and a cathedral of major league baseball. There's that alone gives me faith that the Orioles are never leaving. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a I'm just gonna call you once a week and uh, talk to me, make me feel better about a lot of things. Yeah, because I'm telling you, I understand the Orioles are kind of like no, 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 no. Uh, that's not true, and blah, blah. You, you're still in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that could definitely happen, but you made very good points right there. So you talked me off the ledge a little bit. Appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, and I get where you're coming from because I feel the same way. Bob Irsay said the same thing about the Colts, and then boom, right. they left. Right. So I get it. The middle of the stadium authority it is so far and away less likely for that to happen. I think it's minimal at best. And we're talking less than 1% chance All right. that, they're, that they're leaving. Okay. All right. I feel better. I'm going to go out drinking tonight, have a nice drink, have a nice burger, and be able to sleep tonight. All right. Uh, here's some random questions for you. All right. These are just some with sports, some with not. Um, if you could know the absolute truth to one question in life about anything at all, what question would you want to know? What happens when we die? I like it. All right. Which bothers you the most during a baseball game? Now, none of these may bother you. The wave? Seeing grown men wearing a baseball glove during the entire game? Or fans wearing a team's jersey that's not even playing? Oh, my God. Until you said that one, it was definitely grown men wearing a glove at a game. (laughs) But it is definitely going to an Orioles game, and, and they're playing the Red Sox, and you see somebody wearing a Kansas City Royals jersey. What the hell are you doing? Where do you think you are? Where do you think you are right now? I agree 100%. I, out of all the three, that's the one that drives me nuts. And, and I've seen it my entire life. I don't get it. I get the ire towards the wave, but let people have fun. Who the hell cares? Okay, so the wave. So when they start the wave, do you get involved or do you just kind of? I don't get involved, but hey, if that's what they want to do, what's it hurting? Okay, what makes you say, what the hell? Was I thinking when you look back on your life, anything that you think about now, like style of clothes you wore, a haircut, uh, the, the drugs you did that one night, whatever it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go kind of PG here, man, because I could probably go a little rated R, X rated, <laughs> but I, I'm going to stay PG for you. Okay. Um, when I, I went off to college and, you know, like I said, dad was a doctor, so I had a fairly sizable college account. And I went off to college for a year at Frostburg, and I blew it. I came home and blew through it even more. And then, you know, when I was 21, I decided college isn't for me, and I burned through every last bit of my college money on frivolous stuff that I I have nothing to show for that money. Cocaine is a nasty drug, my friend. Believe it or not, it had nothing to do with drugs. Uh, okay. it, was, it was actually like seeing my friends the Orioles and Ravens games oh. and buying, picking up bar, bar tabs four nights a week and stupid stuff like that. Oh boy! And it took it took me until I was you know twenty six years old to realize that was really stupid. And <laughs> now I have a ton of student loan debt because I went back to get my college degree and I had literally. My student loans that that now that I have was covered and then some by the college fund that I had, and I blew through it. Now I have all this debt that I uh. had no business having because I was an idiot when I was when I was in my uh, 
younger years. Well, so that would be my the biggest what the hell was I thinking moment of my life. I think that's great. It's a great story, and I'll tell you why. I say a lot on this podcast about when kids who are 19, 20, 21 years old playing pro sports, making millions of dollars doing stupid shit, and people want to judge them like they should not make mistakes. You just made the example there. You have all this money. You're young. You know? I mean, it's going to happen. So that's funny. All right. I, 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 I wish I it hadn't, but it, it did, and it's probably my biggest regret in life. That's all right, man. I feel like I'm going to make you go to therapy after this call. I've had plenty of time to learn how to deal with it. It's just when I think about it every now and again, I get really mad at myself, but I, I, I let it go pretty quickly. Otherwise, I drive myself nuts. Oh, great. Uh, if people are going to ask me how the podcast goes, oh, it's great. I, I had the guy bring up all these hard, tough feelings that he's been shoving down deep inside. <laughs> Oh boy! No, man, we're good. All right, uh, you're on. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't share it if I wasn't comfortable. So. <laughs> okay, okay, I feel better now. You're on death row. What's your last meal? Oh man, um, tacos, fried shrimp, and veal scallopini. Damn, great answers. <laughs> it's almost like you had that answer ready. Uh, what's the last yeah, thing? <laughs> what's the last thing that made you say, "Damn, that was messed up"? Not about you. It could be about you or anything. You said, damn, that was that was freaking messed up. That was messed up. Or fucked up, whatever. Um, there's so much stuff, man, that you kinda you kinda grow uh insensitive to everything these days. Yeah. Um I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and say that it was that tweet from the Umpires Association. I I, I read that nice. and I was like, How are you just gonna call a player out like that? Like you clearly just put it out there that he's targeted by yeah. every umpire in baseball. Yeah, that was a that was a WCF moment, for yeah, me, and that's the most recent one I can think of. I agree, man. Times have changed. Everybody wants to speak their mind, but everybody gets offended. I mean, it's just crazy. It's a crazy, twisted time we live in right now about what people think they can say and do. Whatever. Anyway, I agree with that one. Uh, almost wrapping it up here. Uh, what's something that people think makes them look cool these days, but actually, in your opinion, makes them look ridiculous? Oh, my God, dude. If I have to see another teenage guy wearing high white socks with boat shoes, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Nice. I like it. Who ever decided that that was a good look? I, I, I guess I want to find you and slap you around. I, I, I don't, it is so awful. And, yet, and then now you see women doing it, too, and it's like, yeah. oh, my God, get away from me. That's a fantastic answer because I think everybody knows what you're talking about right now. Job well done. Uh, that's funny. All right, yes or no on whether these people are athletes. All right, we're going to go one by one. It's just a few of them, and then I think I got one more question for you. All right, horse jockeys. Yes. Okay, bobsledding team. Yes. You, you feel they are athletes. Okay. Uh, they are athletes. Okay. <laughs> Curling. No. Okay. If you said yes, we're. Well, I was gonna say we're done. Bowlers. No. Pro golfers. No. And the last one that always gets the most uh, debate about NASCAR drivers. Yes. Oh. Wow. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I explain? Oh, can I explain oh, I wasn't, oh trust me, I was not going to move on unless you did. Because I knew you were going to ask me about NASCAR drivers. I was waiting for it. Those, the, the temperatures in those cars, from what I hear, are astronomical. And on top of that, you know the torque 
on a car going that fast and you have to turn it. I, I couldn't do it. I don't think you could do it. I mean, maybe maybe you're you're an IndyCar racer and you're in your spare time. I don't know. I am. But I am. I mean, well, there you go. That, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I've, I, I've mean, driven I, cars that didn't have air conditioning and I'm on a hot summer day. I mean, I'm not an athlete, though. My car doesn't have air conditioning right now because I'm not paying 350 bucks to get it charged. Oh, no. But, All right. um, hey, folks, you heard it. Go fund me. It's going to start tomorrow. Paul Valley's air conditioning. Get that going. Take that, man. I'll take whatever help I can get. <laughs> but no, I mean, you ha- you have to be strong. You have to be able to. Uh, to me, I don't watch NASCAR. I think driving around in a circle for five hours is really stupid. <laughs> but it takes a, it takes a lot of skill and a lot of stuff that a lot of people cannot do, even if they practice hard at it, to be able to do that. Um, I like it. I, I just think that you, you have to have a certain amount of strength to be able to do something like that. All right. Well, you proved your point. Uh, these last two are real quick. Who's your favorite Batman? Oh man, uh, it's got to be uh, it's got to be Michael Keaton. That's what I went with last week's talking about it. If you could only watch one movie the rest of your life, Paul, what would it be? You know, Invincible, the movie about Vince Papali with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know why I love Mark Wahlberg yeah. and that movie. Anytime. I watch it. I can't not. That's watch one it. of the only movies that makes me tear up. I do. I don't care where I am, what time it is, how many times I've seen it. I always tear up. And that's not to say that it's my favorite movie, but it's a damn good one. Oh and yeah, I could watch it. I could watch it daily if I had to. Well, Paul, we definitely. Uh, wow, we went a lot longer uh, than I expected. So I really appreciate that. You, you gave me a lot of great information. I know you're a busy guy. It means a lot that you took the time to call in. I definitely want to have you on again. Maybe when they start doing well. We could have fun conversations here, have you back on. But, um, Paul, remind everybody how they can get in touch with you. Well, I had a ton of fun doing this conversation, so it just show, goes to show you can still have fun talking about the worst team maybe in the history of baseball. <laughs> I but, like it. Right, right. Um, uh, you can follow me at Paul Valley the Third. It's just Paul Valley with three eyes after it on Twitter. Um, you can follow my, my uh, podcast at the Payoff Pitch 1 on Twitter. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We just got on there a couple of weeks ago. Um, other than that, you know, if you want to look me up on Facebook, give me a follow there, too. That's cool with me. I don't care. So, Paul, you take care of yourself, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Okay, buddy? Talk soon. All right, take care, one. Paul. Thanks, man. See you.